everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cup of News with your favorite hosts. How you guys doing today? Thank you guys for listening. Anyone that's tuning in, we really appreciate you guys for the likes, comments, subscribes. And if you guys do us a favor, hop on iTunes store or if you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, hit that five star button for us. We really would appreciate it. It ranks us higher in the algorithms and it kind of motivates us to keep on producing this podcast. And by the way, our merch is finally out. We are live, so the shirts that you see that you know if you're watching on YouTube, we are frontlinewarriors.com. It'll take you to the shop and it would ultimately support us. So thank you if you guys purchased a shirt. Pete, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. In today's episode 59, we're going to tackle the egg debate on how to properly store your eggs, and we're also going to talk about salmonella, just because it's pretty prevalent in eggs or you see some in eggs and dairy more often than other places. And especially eggs is a staple in my breakfast personally, so I would love to kind of find out more about this. When we were doing this research, I was actually stunned to find out the things that I found out. Mm. I didn't even know this happens in an industry, you know, especially when you're at all the Whole Foods, you're purchasing an egg, you always see this finely shaped sphere. It's uh, always it's clean, oval. it's never dirty, sometimes it's oval, sorry, <laughs> sphere. and. Um, it's always shiny in the box. You never kind of question how it got there, what the process is, and we kind of are going to break it down in this episode. Yeah, the debate, the debate for, for those of you that don't know is the United States, when we buy eggs, you usually find them in the fridge. But in many countries in Europe, they don't keep their eggs in the fridge. They keep their eggs next to the fridge. They don't, they don't cool them. And this debate has been going on for a few years now. What's the proper way to sell them? And what's the proper way to package them? How to keep them, how to keep them clean? Because the major factor or a major thing that affects these eggs is salmonella. So the idea, idea is that which method is better to prevent salmonella. And here in the US, what's requirement by I believe the the FDA, if I'm not mistaken. The USDA or the USDA agriculture. Mm-hmm. The USDA states that before we receive our eggs, they have to be washed in specific temperatures to be cleaned of salmonella and other things that are on it. And that's why we have to refrigerate these eggs because when you wash the eggs, it changes the, the processes around it and its, its structures and it has to be refrigerated afterwards. Yeah, so the golden standard is as soon as the you know, egg is laid, it has to be washed, stored. So what happens during this process, and I think this was established in the 1970s, right? This is when they established a perfect system of washing the egg, which was the most effective way. But what it did is it removed one of the layers, outermost layers called the cuticles on the egg. So again, it's a double-edged sword because yes, you're cleaning the egg of all bacteria, dirt, and all that, but you're actually exposing the egg because it has pores, the micropores. So you're actually more prone to getting bacteria and that's why it's requiring the refrigeration. Yeah, compared to how certain countries do in Europe is from the, mo- from the moment that the egg is laid till it reaches your hands for breakfast is they don't require this washing process. But since you don't have the washing process, the cubicle is still on, on the egg, which is another protective layer of the egg, which also prevents bacteria to, to enter it. That doesn't require refrigeration because if you refrigerate those eggs, they're going to be more prone to spill because that's actually going to damage the cubicle itself and not really benefit the egg in any way, shape, or form. So that's the, that was a big debate. Um, I mean, I've been here Mojo of my life and I've always kept eggs in the fridge, so I've always seen, seen eggs in the fridge. But when I go to Poland, um, my family has you know chickens and stuff in there, so we usually we don't really keep them in the, in the fridge in Poland. Exactly, they're on the side. Yeah, because your turnaround time for the egg to be used is maybe a few days. Now what's also interesting is that by washing the, the eggs and putting them in the fridge, it actually 
preserves them longer. So an egg that is not washed, just kept like outside the fridge, lasts around, I think it was like six to 20 days or something like that. About, about in that time frame, 20 days. And then compared to an egg that's been washed and kept in the fridge, it's about 45 days. Yeah, so it's so extending far. shelf life. Yeah, which is not necessarily a bad thing. And yeah, we looked into a lot of studies here. Uh, one of them actually looked at like one of the strains of salmonella and for the most part, the studies show that washing the, the egg prevented salmonella, but there's other strains of salmonella that are more prevalent in, in washed eggs as well. So it's kind of, it's really 50-50. It's not one of those things where it's one's better than the other. Same with like when we talk about nitrates and nitrites, there's no really black or white to this. Yeah. It's just preference. But the most important thing is, is to know if your eggs have been washed. In the States, it's a requirement so your, all your eggs are going to be washed, but if you go outside the country, and they don't wash their eggs to from producer to consumer, then you gotta be aware of that and not put them in the fridge. Then they're gonna spoil, spoil, and then you're going to mostly get sick. Yeah, that's actually very smart. A lot of people don't know that, and that's what was so fascinating about doing this research about eggs. Mm. Um, so there's different types of eggs. We're just gonna go through like a quick list. So there's the standard white eggs, and there's like the standard brown eggs, and those are always uh, conventionally housed. Mm. So basically, the chicken, the hen has no way of walking around moving around just kind of caged and just fed and that's it yeah some people or when you see like cage free this means that they've been housed in differently and the, what i found interesting about white eggs and brown eggs is i never really thought about the difference between them so what happens is a white chicken lays a white egg and a brown hen lays a brown egg that's it like i thought it would add more to it than that i know that's all it is it's for all of them know it's pretty interesting but for some reason i still prefer, prefer brown eggs to white eggs do you have a preference? I don't, and it's funny because I was actually at my parents' house today and they purchased eggs from like the Amish people. Mm -hmm. So those eggs were like greenish. And it's funny because I had a, actually a conversation today with my mom about eggs and she's like, yeah, touch this, touch the, mm -hmm. touch the layer of it and it was a different texture. Mm -hmm. So now that I read and understood this because we're podcasting about this today, it's just like it makes so much sense that eggs that are just raised, and this is from like a family friend. Yeah. It has a different layer and everything, even the color and the consistency of the yolk. Yeah, and what's, what's also really interesting is, that you, I'm glad you brought up the green egg. I, I think it's based on the type of food that they eat, because I read an article about green eggs. Um, but what I found interesting is that when these chicken ladies' eggs, there's no rooster involved in the situation. You know, it, there's, they're, they're fertilized, the hens. You know how normally in Poland or somewhere else where you have a small, amount of chickens, you know, you have the rooster and, you know, he impregnates the, the chickens and yeah. the eggs, right? And there's a way to tell if, if your eggs have been fertilized or have they been, you know, created naturally by a rooster. And so you look at the yellow part of the egg and you try to find a white, white dot. If that white dot resembles a donut, uh, that means that egg has been made naturally. And if it's like a small, small white dot, it means it was fertilized. And every single egg contains this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we can pop an egg open later on and yeah, have you try to look the show. Take a yeah. Look. Sometimes you have, to, you have to like twist it around a little bit because it might be on the bottom layer, but you could move around and you, you can see it. It's actually pretty cool. That I actually looked into it after I, I read about this. Yeah, and I hope people are kind of taking notes about this, understanding that there's levels to buying what kind of eggs, right? It really does matter. I know some people that are, I, f I feel like our listeners are more health conscious. They're probably like, yeah, you know, I'm already doing free range and all that. Those that don't know, like it does make a difference because like the next level here is the nest laid eggs and there's a little bit of upgrade where 
there's a there's there's some behavior that can move around they actually have like two layers because i think it's very important the animal that you're consuming is you know whether it's grass fed or the way it's raised because it tastes better ultimately and if you believe in like you know we're going to do a podcast or we did a podcast episode about the law of attraction everything is resembling that energy so what if you're like storing all that bad behavior that the chicken was just constantly caged through the stress of the egg and that gets transferred to the body because somehow there's still that like that layer or something yeah and sometimes you can sometimes you can taste the difference even though you maybe buy like the same brand but different raising structure you sometimes taste the difference between the eggs yeah like eggs always tasted so good in poland and that's what the whole kosher thing is right the way the animals i think kosher the way it's slaughtered no yes the way it's raised but i'm sure they're probably raised real good too I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. They, so, they don't know when they die. Yeah. <laughs> so next next type of eggs we have is free run eggs and free range eggs. So slight difference. Free run eggs, they basically have a giant barn that they're they could freely move around in, lay eggs wherever, have their own housing systems. And a free range is they have that barn, but they can also use the outside as well. So that's even a better environment. So if you ever are confused of free run or free range. Go with the free range because that gives them more mobility, more independence as, as chickens. I never like there's I never knew eggs varied this much. It goes deep, man. Yeah, it goes even to the organic route. So it's going to make a difference. Uh, if you're getting organic eggs, that is guaranteeing that the food is going to be only certified organic, meaning it's free of pesticides, herbicides, and commercial fertilizers. You hear about all this Roundup stuff and glyco, whatever the was it fluorides or. Just, there's some kind of special fertilizer like um, gets kept in food that actually affects your gut and all that. It was like a GI podcast mm-hmm. I was listening to about the gut. Um, so look out for that. I would at least get organic eggs if anything. 100%. That's the way to go because organic ones, like Matt said, they'll have all those those additives or those fake feeds that chickens get. And they're also free range. So they also are able to move around independently. So those were like the top notch. And what's cool as well is they actually have like omega-3 eggs and vitamin enriched eggs so for omega-3 eggs they they feed these chickens more omega-3s and then that produces an egg that has more omega-3s and then same with the enriched with vitamins uh, vitamin d and e are also introduced in higher quantities in the chicken feed therefore they are they produce these vitamin rich rich eggs that's freaking awesome right is that, is that crazy? and it just shows you the same thing where you could slaughter something that has that energy mm-hmm. same thing here whatever you're feeding it's reciprocating everything like it comes full circle at the end of the day and this literally explains what you put in your body basically comes out of your body right because these, these are showing if you had a higher diet of, of certain vitamins in a chicken's food it's going to produce higher vitamins in their eggs so if you don't believe in all how important nutrition is to your life this just shows it. it's it this is like a stray like instructions on how to change your diet and how it's going to impact your life and how to be healthier. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting about omega threes. I was actually listening to a podcast and I was talking about like the ratios. How because we're always using the same soil and having the same crop. It's like it's monocropping. It's affecting the ratios between our like um, omega three ratios, and ultimately that's leading actually to atherosclerosis and plaque in the arteries. Not even so much the sugar and unsaturated fats that we're being once told. We got to do some podcast uh, research about that before we talk. Yeah, it's mind-blowing how not only is it, is it important to have certain nutrients, it's also important to have them um, in the correct, you could say, doses and the correct ratios. Yeah, so and, and, and yeah. raised properly. Because mm-hmm. certain vitamins you could overdose on. Certain vitamins, if you have too much of, you could kill, they could kill you. It affects all the vitamins. 
it's very very dangerous. So you gotta be careful with that. And they also have this. This is always this was kind of funny to me. They also have vegetarian eggs. So vegetarian eggs are eggs produced by chickens that only eat plant based. Yeah. That's so funny. I feel like I feel like that's like a new thing. And I just I don't know. I just find it funny to be honest. And I, then I also looked into what chickens actually eat because in my in my head I thought chickens just eat plant based foods for the most part. I thought that was their diet. But they actually have different types of meats that they introduce and it's just like little like beef and different parts of animals. So that's actually what's interesting to look at. But vegetarian eggs. And what's cool about this podcast, also eggs, there's also something called egg whites. You can actually purchase it in cartons and it's the higher protein part of the egg, which those that are, you know, conscious about macros and stuff like that, I personally have I usually go shopping, I buy, you know, twelve part. And I buy a, a carton of the egg whites. Mm-hmm. I always like to maybe crack two, three at most, and then use the egg whites just for the sake of uh, protein and you know intermittent fasting. You want to have higher calorie concentration meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you consume those eggs, they're unfortunately processed, so you're gonna have um, added you know preservatives, flavors, and colors. So just be wary of what you purchase. And there's organic options when it comes to those egg whites. Yeah. I don't really buy them that often. Maybe I buy like a small carton. But I've noticed that when I buy a small carton, um, they usually go bad, or it usually goes bad, just because I just prefer using the whole egg. Yeah, or sometimes you forget that you have the card because yeah. you're just thinking of just carton of eggs, and then you find out and expression is over. What's also, what I did, used to do back in the day when I was trying, trying to gain weight when I was younger, I used to do a, do a protein shake, but I also put egg whites in there. Because you couldn't, so that was raw. Yeah, raw, raw egg whites. So you couldn't really taste them, but you still get the higher protein in it. I'm not sure how healthy that was for me. I haven't looked into it. I just, Remember it right now. I'm very hip- hypocritical now, but here we are going to talk about fighting Semidon, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I feel you, but Good times. I, yeah, I refrigerated my eggs. I took the proper technique, and I also actually um, checked if they were spoiled or not. Do you know what's wild? You remember a few years ago, that was the whole thing going on where people used to chug like eggs, like raw eggs. It was like a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Same time, it was like the whole bucket challenge and all that. Mm-hmm. And there, I remember one of her buddies just got, you know, boom, straight out of a shaker, 12 eggs. I was like, my man here. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't do that. But I know when when I was a younger trying to trying to bulk up and stuff, my dad would always tell me to just drink a bunch of eggs in the morning and you should, you should be good. Yeah. And that makes a big sense, you know, high protein in there, high calorie index. Yeah, and, and there's the million dollar questions also, should eggs be in every day? And according to research, as long as you eat three eggs, you should be good. Because according to the RDA or the recommended intake, if you can, one egg is 186 milligrams of cholesterol. Mm-hmm. The recommended level is 300, so that's about 62% of the daily intake. Yeah. So two, three should be good every yeah. single day. It's not gonna harm you. And then when you said you were using the, the egg whites, is it because of the cholesterol, or you just want to add more protein to your, to your eggs without? Oh, actually, see. So this is another factor where mm-hmm. I know that too bad, too much cholesterol is not good, and mm-hmm. I try to limit it because like if you have just three eggs, you know I weigh 180 pounds, man. That is not enough for me. Especially also, I like to do like omelet style where you just put in bacon, mushrooms, mm-hmm. or spinach, and there's not enough bulk of the egg to make like a good scrambled egg. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Pretty solid. That. Getting hungry right now. I'm thinking about food. I'm like, you know, we're going to take a break after this episode. We're going to eat something. I'm, I'm down. Maybe some egg or something. Yeah. Another thing why I love eggs is you also could like hard boil them. I don't know if you ever do that, but always. I've never hard boiled egg in my life. Wow, man. Let me tell you about this. I don't, I don't even think you do that. That's a thing. Yeah, hard so boiled, hard boiled egg. You, you know, like one of those pot things. You mm-hmm. put it on the. So what did you heat it? Yeah, the oven. And, just, and boil it. Put some salt, so it solves up the you know the layer of the egg. So it scrambles itself like that in water. 
Almost, man. Almost. Inside. Yeah, on the inside, huh? Mm. Interesting. Uh, let's talk about maintaining egg uh, freshness. So usually it lasts up to six weeks. And I think you looked up, looked up some ways to do the float test. So what yeah. is that about? So the float test is a standard test used to see if your egg's fresh. So what you basically do is get a glass of water about the same, same height as the egg. And you put the egg in there. And if the egg sinks and lays horizontally on its side, then it's fresh. That's as fresh as it's going to get. Um, then what it could also do is sink down and stand uh, vertically, so up and down. That also shows that it's, that it's still edible, but it's already getting to the older side. You should still eat it. It's still good for you. And then if it floats all the way to the top, that's not a fresh egg, unfortunately. You should throw that out. Yeah, and another way to tell is when you have it on the pan, when you crack it, you can tell looking at the yolk, looking at the shape, is it kind of nice and perfectly shaped? Is it wrinkle? Or if you kind of drop it on the pan and it just spews and the yolk is just, you know, dispersing on the pan, your egg is a little bit old. Yeah, and you'd be surprised. Yeah, you'd be surprised. And most of the, or the times I've tried it, I haven't had an egg that was ever perfectly <clears throat> fresh. So if you're kind of curious on how your, your eggs are or if you keep buying eggs from a company, I would just give it a test. A lot of stuff that I was reading online is, is the same results. They're not, not as much eggs float up to the top of their, or not a lot of the eggs that sink down to the bottom or lay on their side like they're supposed to. Um, but that, you know, that makes sense. I guess it should make sense because in the United States, there's eggs delivered everywhere. Yeah, one time I was at the hospital and I was taking care of a patient that worked in for the USDA mm -hmm. and he was like an inspector and he, I had him for a couple days, I think three days in a row, and he always grilled me on wash everything no matter what. Even if it says triple washed, wash it. It makes that much of a difference. And sometimes I feel like I caught a, like a bug before randomly and you, you didn't realize it could have been from just unwashed food. Yeah, yeah it's a giant issue with salmonella and eggs. I think it's like 420 people a year die from salmonella. And yeah, actually, you know, we'll talk about salmonella, why don't we just dive into salmonella? Let's go. So salmonella, uh, why we talk about salmonella is because it's the most prevalent thing in dairy and in eggs and, and in meats. So this goes very nicely with eggs. So salmonella is a bacteria. Usually if you get it into your body, sometimes people mix it up with the stomach flu just because it gives you those intestinal and GI tract issues like diarrhea, nausea, vomiting sometimes you have uh, bloody stools, so those kind of uncomfortable jet effects. And usually this, this bacteria is found in animals' intestines and passed down through their feces, so unwashed foods like meats, certain eggs, dairy products, and poultry, if they're not properly cleansed, they could be a breeding ground for salmonella, as well as that they could get introduced from other things in, in your fridge as well. Vegetables sometimes have it, can happen on there, but you don't really see that often in vegetables. Yeah, and that's very important always to wash your hands and even like with the meats, if you're cutting different meats just for cross-contamination, always wash the cutting board and things like that, yeah. maintain that technique. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of cool, we looked into some studies too about like taking all the eggs and this one was cool because there's two, la two layers of the eggs, so the eggs were exposed with salmonella, then the cuticle layer was there and even with the layer being there um, the pathogen didn't lead to causing any problems, correct, with the uh, people? Yeah. So it was, um, it was cool to see because they, they, they did an experimental study regarding if salmonella was more prevalent in eggs that have been washed or are they more prevalent in eggs that, that haven't been washed when you take it from producer to, to consumer. And, and the, the, the cubicle does a, plays a very important role in bacteria prevention and it showed that that, that cubicle is responsible for, for not allowing salmonella to enter because it makes the shell less porous. 
But on the other hand, the studies also showed that when you get rid of that, you can say film on the egg and you wash it properly under proper temperatures, it was able to get rid of salmonella off the egg in the first place. You don't have to even worry about it being there. So at the end of the day, it's just a double-edged sword and there's no right or wrong. Whichever mm -hmm. process is followed, whether it's European method or United States method. Yeah, yeah. on a short side, yeah, because we have a few more studies here, a link to the show notes if you guys want to check them out to all these studies. Most of these studies are showing that there really is no difference if they should be washed or not washed. The most important thing to do is understand where your eggs came from, so you're not a proper storm, and then also wash them right before you use them. And if you do that, you shouldn't really, it shouldn't matter if they're washed or not washed. It just makes you storm properly and makes you wash them before you use them, and that should get rid of any kind of problems. Yeah, and then the cooking method, always making sure that the food, whether it is always is cooked properly at higher temp or proper temperatures. Or, yeah. So you know some prevention stuff, and this goes with with everything, not just with eggs, uh, with meats, with with poultry. Make sure you you wash it because salmonella is not only an egg thing; it's also a, a meat thing. Anything that that comes from an animal animal or stays nearby an animal or touches an animal is going to be to be able to be inhabited and housed by someone else. Yes. And then there's a very important episode too because in our generation, we just see the, the food in our hands and we don't understand so much about it. So this is great. And especially some people aren't great cooks. So hopefully this actually gave some great kitchen advice to how to handle your food properly. Yeah, try and also try these different cutting boards. Like if you're cutting meat on a cutting board, don't cut like a vegetable on there. We'll either wash it or use a different cutting board in general. That way, things stay clean and don't transfer over to other foods. Yeah. And side note, guys, please have a great kitchen knife. I think those are one of those pet peeves where we traveled so much. If you don't have a sharp knife, it's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass. Do you remember in Oakland? What happened? We had nothing in Oakland. We were, we were bone dry. Our oven barely worked, I think. We, we couldn't even... I feel like our oven was didn't have a pro proper temperature gauge, so we're, we weren't even sure what temperature we had in Oakland. Yeah. It was so, it was so like... Yeah, especially like we're great making food and meal prepping and like doing all that when we saw that where we can figure out what the oven temperature is and then when I touched that knife as we got there I'm like geez the thing is so dull man it's been a bad time so that was that was a trip lesson learned it was still enjoyable yeah so hope you guys enjoyed this episode about eggs and salmonella see you guys on the next one see you peace